Welcome to the Global Digital Banker Podcast. I'm your host, Adele Grissalf, and today I'm joined by Jérôme Albus, Country Manager for France at Tink. Jérôme, it's great to be here in Paris and to have you on the show. Yeah, very pleased to be, to be here as well, uh, and welcome to France. So it's been almost a year since I caught up with Tink founder Daniel Chellen on the podcast. If I recall correctly, um, Daniel had mentioned that at that time Tink had just announced their expansion into three new Nordic markets. Uh, no doubt a lot has happened since then, so fill us in. Yeah, it's actually quite interesting because one year seems to be a short period of time, mm-hmm. but from a Tink point of view it sounds like an eternity. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, when you talk about expanding in three Nordic countries, uh, where we are now is uh, at expanding into 13 European countries. Wow. Uh, so massive expansion uh, indeed. And over the last, the last year, we actually opened an office in France, uh, but also in Milan, in Madrid, uh, in London, uh, in Warsaw. And uh, it's, it's going to continue at that pace over the next, the next few months. That's incredible. Congratulations. Just for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with Tink, would you mind just giving me a brief overview as to what the company does? Yeah, Tink is a, a company specialising in open banking. So we provide a global connectivity platform with APIs connecting more than 2,500 banks uh, in Europe, uh, as I said, across about 13 countries right now, uh, using reverse engineering and PSD2 uh, APIs. That connectivity uh, enable uh, account aggregation called AIS and payment initiation, PIS, but also uh, the building of data products. And we have uh, a lot of plans uh, around data products. Uh, it starts with data enrichment categorization, mm-hmm. but then it goes into PFM, personal finance management, mm-hmm. and then uh, a bunch of different business cases for different types of industry, from credit scoring, KYC, uh, and, and many other ones that... Uh, people uh, like to implement nowadays. Mm. And particularly the, the PFM tools are such a, what we've seen it as a massive driver of daily digital usage, weekly digital usage. Um, so we've seen that grow significantly across the UK and Europe as well. Yes, I- indeed. And I think it's uh, the first wave of open banking was very much around connectivity. Mm. When I say was, it's not done yet, yeah. especially with PSD2. Yes. Uh, so there is still a, a lot to build across the different countries, uh, but it's kind of up and running. Mm-hmm. And so the big focus or at least a large chunk of our focus over the next months uh, and years is going to be about data. And PFM is a starting point of data management, what we can do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a huge appetite on the marketplace because it's, uh, it's a generic term, uh, but uh, you, you have a lot of potential business case uh, behind personal finance. Mm. We already think, by the way, about uh, business finance management as mm. another topic, which uh, is, is really hot right now, is Definitely. a corporate account. Yes, definitely. I mean, SMEs and small businesses have some of the, the largest appetite for digital innovation, and we have seen that they've been an underserved market previously. So, yeah, as you mentioned, such a great opportunity. Yeah, it's a fantastic one, and uh, I have to say that from a connectivity point of view, it's uh, it's still middle age mm-hmm. in most countries, or very complicated or very domestic specific. So you have to have specific tools or uh, connect to specific networks in every country uh, at mm. best. And, uh, but most of the time, you still have to build and develop point-to-point interface. 
uh, you know, with flat file and so on. So it's mm. unstable, difficult to maintain, expensive to set up, and so on. And with APIs, uh, you have an up and running application uh, within uh, within seconds because you just have to input your credential and you get access to all of your accounts. Yeah. Uh, so it makes life different. Uh, yeah. And I a think lot it's simpler. <laughs> a lot everyone. simpler. But but again, like for for PFM, I think it's very much like the first phase because once you have access to the data connectivity from an SME point of view, mm. it, it does really change the way you run your treasury, you manage your accounting. It's a, it's a big enabler for stronger visibility mm. and and eventually for real time data management as well and finance management. And I mean, when it comes to open banking in France, RFI Group data shows that. 15% of French consumers are currently interested in it and can see the benefits from it. 46% are uncertain but open to understanding the benefits to making an informed decision in that space and about 39% are hesitant. So overall it's only about 7% less than the global average from a consumer perspective. There's still a long way to go on that education piece around open banking. What's the journey been like in France so far for Tink operating in this space? Well, we created this office uh, a very short time ago. It's uh, like about four or five months ago. So it, it's, been, it's been a journey already, uh, but a short one in, in the meantime. Uh, I have to say that the overall impression has been uh, very positive so far. You know, it's uh, when we knock on the door of a bank, of a consulting firm, of, of an insurance, uh, and anybody basically in the financial ecosystem, we are welcome. And we feel welcome. Uh, it doesn't always mean that there is a project, short-term project, but at least people are all very interested to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. We are a new challenger on this market coming from Sweden. It does create a lot of interest because uh, so far uh, we only saw about three local players on the, on the French markets uh, doing pretty much all the same. Mm-hmm. And so uh, having a new solution coming in has been very well received because it always brings a bit of competition, of course. Mm-hmm. And with competition, uh, always a lot of um, innovation. Definitely. And especially, you know, as Tink's been operating in other markets, I guess that brings a bit of a brand integrity and customer trust. If they're to partner with you, they've already seen how you've implemented this successfully with other organizations. So that must also help with that competitive nature. Yeah, especially and the fact that we're coming from the Nordics, from from Sweden, uh, is actually very very well received. Uh, not only because the French really like uh, the Swedish, but also because um, it's 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 a country that has been seen as ahead of of the curve from a digital point of view for quite a long time now. Yeah, definitely. They had many different types of solutions like Switch. Uh, for example, for instant payments, and uh, so it's very well received, and people are eager to to see what we have to uh, to uh, demonstrate and uh, and talk about. Brilliant. And what would you say the greatest impacts that Tink's presence in France would be on working with the local banks here? I think what's going to be very interesting is to bring in France all the innovation that we already implemented or that we are implementing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, having visibility on certain countries uh, so far and it's expanding very quickly is giving us a, a, a unique exposure to other business case and what people are doing in all of those countries. And so we are building up the, uh, the application on that basis mm-hmm. and I think it's, uh, it's actually very well received. Everybody wants to be the first one. Yes. Uh, you don't want to, to implement what's been implemented already 20 times before you. And, uh, and having this uh, visibility and experience coming from outside is quite unique as far as we are concerned. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
And what have been some of the challenges faced? Uh, from uh, a French market point of view, uh, I would say that the biggest challenge is probably to, to be the last one, at least, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so far, of the, the local players to come into this market. So uh, three of them already well established are local players and they've been around for a long time. So they know the ecosystem, they know what, uh, what the local banks are looking for and, uh, uh, and they have a pretty good footprint. So it's one of the challenges, but mm -hmm. that's the challenge that we uh, knew would be and, uh, and that we uh, clearly embrace because no competition, no challenge means usually no market or, or yeah. no interest. And um, the great advantage of that situation is that we don't feel that we are in a phase where we have to evangelize uh, the market about open banking mm -hmm. and the benefits of open banking. Now, um, the great challenge, but also fantastic opportunity, as I kind of mentioned before, is that those three players probably all did pretty much the same, mm -hmm. or covered the same type of scope so far, and coming with new ideas, new technology, uh, pretty more advanced uh, in some respect, mm -hmm. um, is, uh, is also a fantastic opportunity for, for us. Yeah, yeah, just having that uniqueness about what you're offering. Yes. In terms of some use cases, are you able to share some use cases in France or customer feedback that you've received so far? Yeah, there are a couple of use cases that I've got in mind that are always very well received and when, where we've been actually very successful uh, outside of France is mm -hmm. typically the credit scoring. When you need to, uh, to borrow money, usually it's, uh, it's a bit complicated. You need to share a lot of information from your payslip and, and so on and so forth. And it's still a quite manual process. From, from the other side, banks uh, or lenders never really have access to uh, enough data to be able to score uh, at, at, uh, at the right level. Uh, what I mean by that is that they often have uh, access to your income but they don't really understand or know or have ways to understand your spendings and your habits. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with our solution, uh, getting access to all the data over a few months eventually enables uh, the lenders to have much more accuracy and, and be able on the fly uh, to, uh, to provide a proper scoring mm -hmm. based on income as well as expense uh, left to spend, spending habits. So they've got uh, all of that and uh, this business case has been uh, very well received because it's, uh, it's a good way uh, to reduce the risk uh, from a lender point of view but also to be much more proactive, reactive and more aggressive in terms of rates that you can give mm. to the end customer. Mm. And a lot quicker I would imagine. And a lot well. quicker, yes. Yeah. And ultimately that's, that's what people want especially when they're looking to, to borrow or lend. Yeah, exactly. And, and to your point, it's, it's a lot quicker in terms of whether you give the loan or not, uh, but it's also a lot quicker from the end customer because if they accept the offer, mm -hmm. which could eventually come online uh, within, within seconds or minutes, then the transfer can be made. Uh, just right after it. Which is, it's all about ease of access and Yeah, the customer journey is yeah. completely different. Exactly. And then wrapping up, what advice would you give for any organisation looking to expand in the French market as well from your, from your experience thus far? I think from my experience you really need to understand the local ecosystem. Uh, even if you are uh, on a mature or actually less mature market, uh, it doesn't really matter. You need to understand what people are looking for and it's all about as a business case. So we just talked uh, mm -hmm. about that, but people are not buying technology. They buy 
a solution that will solve a specific problem. Technology is just a mean to an end. It's mm. not the other way around. And yes. so you need to understand the ecosystem, you need to understand the challenge that people are facing and, uh, and be able to bring the right business case basically and to solve it. Mm. Yeah, so that problem market fit instead of just a product market fit. Yes. Wonderful. Well, Jerome, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Really excited to see Tink continue to expand through Europe and hope to catch up again in the future. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Global Digital Banker podcast. For more episodes, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Head to our website, globaldigitalbanker.com, and you can review all the previous episodes and subscribe on there too.